Are you ready to be stirred and receive an impartation of faith to move forward into all that God has purposed for your life? Welcome to the Stirring of the Waters podcast. I am your host, Elaine Haynes. I will be sharing what the Lord has given me through the anointing of the Holy Spirit on the Logos and Rhema words of God. Welcome to Stirring of the Waters, Episode 4. I'm your host, Elaine Haynes. Today's podcast focus is Contenders Arise, Strike the Ground and Stake Your Claim. I'm going to open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for this opportunity to bring your word. Lord God, I pray, Father, that every hearer, whether today or in the future, Lord God, would receive as seed in the ground and it would bear much fruit. Lord God, I pray that eyes would be opened to your presence, that ears would be opened to your voice. I pray, for, Father God, for a, a stirring, Lord God, of the gifts that you have placed within them, even the dormant gifts. I speak to those dormant gifts and I say, rise up, listen, hear the word of the Lord, and be activated in Jesus' name. Amen. So as I mentioned before, at the beginning of the Hebraic New Year, in September, I heard that this is to be a year of awakening, arising, and advancing. And Holy Spirit brought to my mind Ephesians 5, 14 through 17. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. So we've talked about awakening. We've talked about arising from the dead. And today we're going to talk a little bit more about arising because it goes along with arising and going forward, redeeming the time. One way to do that is to contend. Contending is a necessity to move forward. So contenders you hear my voice contenders and those that are stirred to become a contender arise and advance contend for everything that God has put inside you stir up the gifts revive dead dreams press through the flesh and your soulish desires press to reignite that holy fire that he birthed in you when you got born again and the Holy Spirit filled your being contend with the words of the Lord that you have heard. Strike the ground and stake the claim. And I'm going to tell you that later in this session, I'm going to be sharing another vision that was recent and a prophetic activation that the Lord gave me that is about striking the ground and staking the claim. And it's pretty profound, and I believe it will stir you and activate something deep within you. So stay tuned for that. But personally, in the weeks past, actually since the beginning of the year, the Holy Spirit's been stirring me with a strong desire to walk in all that he's put in me. I mean, that's always been my desire to move, to fulfill my calling. But I mean, there's an urgency now. And maybe it's about the times that we're in. But it's, to, it's an urgency to press in and activate every gift I've been given. He's been reminding me of things that happened early in my walk. He's been reminding me of things, words that he's told me. And I believe that it's time for the fruition of many of those dreams and visions, not just in my life, but in your life, because it's time to bring his kingdom here on the earth as it is in heaven. 
It's time to release his life, his power, his glory, and his kingdom. So as I mentioned last week, one of the examples in the Bible that really, to me, portrays contender is Elisha. So I've been reading through those accounts, and I shared a little bit of that last week, just kind of touched on the double portion. But he pressed and pressed in persistent determination as he contended for the double portion. And he continued to contend all the way as he walked out the reality of the mighty calling on his life. We have the life of Christ himself in us and the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said we will do the greater works. And one way we do that, and I don't know any other way, honestly, is through persistence, determination, and contending through our flesh and through our soulish desires. Contending to live a life in the Spirit, hearing His voice, and moving forward as He leads. So I heard by the Spirit, I am raising up and releasing contenders. And when I hear the word contenders, I think of heavyweight champions. And in the Spirit, what I sense with that is it's, it's the heavyweight champions, the contenders who have been contending and will continue to contend. But there's also a cry for those who are being stirred with that word contend. And maybe you haven't contended in the past, but now there's a stirring because the time is now. And I'm reminded of Jude 1 and 3 where he says, contend for the faith once delivered to the saints. Elisha contended for his calling. He contended for the double portion. He contended for spiritual sight. He contended for others to walk in that same spiritual sight. He contended for the nation of Israel. And the Bible is full of examples of contenders. Every single book in the Bible gives us strong examples of contenders. So what are you contending for? In this new year, many contend for things in the natural. As I talked briefly about that last week, losing weight, saving money, those are, those are two big ones people have. And to lose weight, if you think about it, what do you have to contend with? You have to contend past contentment by giving up some things you enjoy. You have to press in with exercise. You have to press in with eating things that maybe aren't your preference. Um, to save money, you have to give up things you want. Both are examples of denying the flesh, and it really requires retraining of our thoughts and bad habits. This is also necessary to go beyond where we are spiritually also. To walk in the new, we have to let go of the old. We can't get lazy. We have to contend past contentment and stretch beyond our comfort zones. There are new assignments, new callings, new visions. Expanded horizons are waiting for us as we contend past the flesh to advance the kingdom of God. Press into communion of the Holy Spirit. And let him illuminate, expose, repair, and renew. Receive paradigm shifts as light comes into the darkness and he draws you out into the deep or he tells you, cast your net on the other side where he is. What is his mind in our situation? What does he want to do for you to be victorious and for him to be glorified? Contend for the 30, the 60, the 100 fold. These are all doubles. Again, we're in a double year, 2022. Continue to sow seed and contend for the multiplication. I'm contending for multiplication as I use the gifts I have and for my dormant gifts to be activated. I'm contending and exercising my natural and spiritual senses for greater discernment. We have to exercise our senses. You know, you, you can exercise your, even your natural senses, your sense of, your sense of smell, your sense of, of hearing, your sense of taste, 
when you focus, you're intentional, and you pay attention, you stay alert. Paul talks about how important it is in addition to obedience. We all know how important obedience is. But in Romans 16 and 19, he says, For your obedience has come abroad unto all men. I am glad, therefore, on your behalf. But yet I would have you wise unto that which is good and simple concerning evil. That means discernment. That's what discernment is. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. You know, the reality is when we walk in this discernment, when our senses are attuned to the Spirit of God, when our senses are alert and ready, we can hear the voice of the Lord and we can stay in peace. We can stay in that place of rest as we're discerning and being obedient. And then the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. It's a powerful statement. But there's two key verses that show the difference when we exercise our senses to the Spirit or when we exercise them to the flesh. So in Hebrews 5 and 14, here's the good part. But strong meat belongs to them that are of full age, means mature, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. And in 2 Peter 2.14, we're told what happens with the opposite. Having eyes full of adultery that cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls, a heart they've exercised with covetous practices cursed children. You know, when you exercise covetous practices, you're actually exercising your heart and you're going to be deceived. That's what it tells us that that happens. So there's actually an in-depth teaching on that in my book, Moses Shocked in the Desert, Learning God's Ways to Enter the Promised Land. There's there's quite a bit of of, um, good stuff in there about that specific thing and how to um, train our senses. So exercising our senses to discern the movement of the Holy Spirit is necessary to move forward, to overcome and advance. And we know that Elisha developed his seeing gift, but he continued to develop his other spiritual senses as well. And a spiritual sensitivity is a necessity to overcome and advance spiritually. You know, at the very start, when Elijah came to him, to Elisha, at the direction of the Lord to anoint him as prophet, in his place and place his mantle on him. From that moment forward, Elisha went forward with determination. He destroyed the means of his previous livelihood, indicating he was not returning. He was resolved. He was going to move forward. Note, I'm not telling you to quit your job. Paul worked. Many ministers work. You only quit your job if God tells you to, and I recommend multiple confirmations on that. But I believe God had been speaking to him in advance, that he knew that that he was going to be called out to come and follow, to move forward. Because it tells us in Amos 3.7, surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. And Elisha was a prophet from the womb because whatever God's called you to be, you're already that in your DNA. He has already put it in you and, and called you that from your womb, your mother's womb, excuse me. So any words you receive should be something God has already told you. At least that's been my experience. So Elijah was mocked by other prophets, and he was told by Elijah to stay behind, but he refused to let the other voices sway him away from what he knew was his. We have to contend through all the voices, our own voices, our doubts, our insecurities, our desire for comfort, and every other voice, mockery, slander, rejection, accusation, even through persecution. We have to keep our eyes on the prize. As we're told in Philippians 3, 13 and 14, brethren, 
I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. If you are determined to have your vision realized, to accomplish, to fulfill your calling, as you go forward, you will face resistance. You will be misunderstood. You will be mocked. And even those you are following may be used by God to bring out your resolve. And I wrote about this again in greater detail in my Moses book. So three times Elisha told, excuse me, Elijah told Elisha to tarry, to stay behind. And each time Elisha responded with this statement, as the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. You know, as reading this, I realized that verse is a key verse for 2022. And it actually is 2 Kings 2, 2. It is a key verse. We must say, though all forsake me, betray me, persecute me, leave me. I will not leave you, Lord. I will press to fulfill your calling all my life. Elisha pressed past the flesh, focused on seeing spiritually to see Elijah taken up, and he didn't stop from that moment on. He began immediately moving in the works of Elijah. Miracles, signs, and wonders. He was not going back. He knew his calling, and he was determined to fulfill it. Now, I want to make note here, as I did a little research on Elijah and Elisha, as I was preparing and stirred by the Spirit, um, I found out there's a number of lists out there. Uh, when I say out there, I mean you can Google it. Um, that have lists of the miracles and prophecies fulfilled by Elijah and Elisha. And I found it very interesting that in one of the lists, Elijah performed and had fulfilled prophecies 14 times and Elisha 28, which is double. I just thought that was very interesting. So we would need to contend to do whatever it takes. So in one instance, as an example of some different things you might have to do, when King Jehoshaphat and some other kings needed a word from the Lord, they called on Elisha. He requested a minstrel so that he could enter into the spirit through worship and hear what the Lord had to say. So that, I think that's really key here. You know, we might get discouraged thinking, you know, well, if somebody calls on me, asks me for a word, I won't have anything. Well, sometimes you can just say, you know what, I, I need to like play some worship music or I need to like, or you just pray in the spirit for a little while. You know, but so recognize your need, acknowledge it and do what it takes. Pray in the spirit. Pray with understanding. Study the Word of God with intentionality. Fast. Worship. Go out and minister to someone. The Holy Spirit will move through you and you'll be filled with the Spirit again. Do something new that's a bold step of faith if the Lord leads and watch what He does. You know what? I'm going to give you a little example here. Um, one time when I was in the workplace, and I mean I was under it. I was under pressure. I was under deadlines. I didn't know how I was going to get done what I needed. I was beyond my wit's end, and there was a knock on my door. Now, I'm going to give you a little background. I had been doing a, I worked in a governmental office. I was a manager for a transit agency, and I, and I, for eight and a half years, was doing a weekly Bible study with some ladies there, a Bible study and prayer group. So anyway, so this knock on the door, and it was one of the women in, in my prayer group, and she looked like she was going to burst into tears and, and said, I need prayer. And I'll tell you what, in my mind, I'm like saying to God, I mean, I kept a straight face. But I'm like, God, you've got to be kidding me. This is like the, the, the most inopportune time 
I, I am so like not in the spirit. There is no way. There's my, I got nothing. But I said, sure, come on in. And so I started praying for her and the Holy Spirit came on me so strong. And I mean, I was crying by the end of the prayer and I was so filled with the spirit. And I really realized then this is really a, it's, it's a reality that when we minister to others, when we feel like we don't have anything, but we just take that step of faith, God shows up. So sometimes that's what we need to do is make it a point to go minister. Ask God to bring a divine appointment. So again, as the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. I will not let go an opportunity when you bring one. I will fulfill my calling. We have to have determination. We have to contend. So another example in 2 Kings chapter 4, and this is really important. We have the account of the Shunammite woman. Now, she was the woman that Elisha prophesied she would have a son, and she did the next year. And then some years later, he died. So she went to Elisha, and she laid hold of his feet, telling him her situation. So he told his servant Gehazi to take Elijah's staff and go lay it on the boy's face, and she wasn't going to have any of that. No, she wanted Elisha. So she said the exact words Elisha had said to Elijah in 2 Kings 2. Now, I don't, not, she didn't know these words, but these are the words that she said. As the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. Now, I know he said that three times to Elijah. So I know when he heard those words, something stirred inside of him. He saw her determination and he went with her and he raised her son from the dead. We have to have determination, intentionality, pressing and contend. Declare with me in this second Kings 2-2 year, I will not leave you, Lord. There is no turning back. I will receive all that I have desired of you and all that you have laid up for me. I am laying hold of life. I'm decreeing into every dead place and every dead dream, life, life, life. Dormant gifts come forth and be activated to fulfill the will of the Lord. This is the time to be as the woman with the issue of blood, as the man pleading his cause before the unjust judge, the friend needing bread for his household, the Seraphonician woman who came to Jesus asking him to cast a devil out of her daughter. He basically called her a dog, but she pressed beyond the offense and rejection, telling him in essence that even his leftovers hold all the power necessary for the miracle. He said her faith was great and her daughter was made whole that very hour. Lay hold, press and contend until you receive. Do not let offense take you out. You know, some people get offended by God when he asks them to do something. If he asks you to go beyond your comfort zone, don't get offended. Trust him. He will be with you. He will lead you. He will provide what you need. He will equip you in all things to do his will. He works within you to will and to do of his pleasure. He is the author and the finisher of your faith. He began a good work in you, and he will be faithful to complete it. Trust him and follow his leading. So as I mentioned to you in the beginning, I had this vision, and it's really profound, and I believe it's going to minister to you, the things that he showed me. And it was through this, it was, well, anyway, I'll just tell you it. As I was meditating on all of these things, I was stirred and began praying in the Spirit. Now, talk about doing something different. I have a usual place I sit, but sometimes I have to get up and go somewhere else. So I went into my bedroom, our bedroom, my husband and I, where I rarely go to pray, but I stood there looking out the window over um, our window in the bedroom, looks out over a pasture in distant mountains. And as I was praying in the Spirit, the Lord took me into an open vision. And as I looked out over that pasture, I saw myself striking the ground. 
and I was immediately stricken with longing. It was so painful and so deep because God gave me knowledge that I would be given actual land to stake. And I had a strong desire to strike the ground, to stake it for the Lord. Now I got to interject here to tell you something. In years past, he'd promised me. He had told me he was going to give me land and houses, buildings for the ministry he's put in my heart. And time passed, and I set it aside. I had confirmations on it at the time. I set it aside. In a recent blog, he spoke to me, and I wrote that we're to, in this time we're in, we're to lay hold of dead and dormant dreams, visions, words he's given. This is a year to lay claim and receive. I guess I didn't take it to heart, because now he's repeating it to me in a vision with great emphasis. I got it this time. So next in the vision, I saw myself strike the ground with great force and reverberations formed. I saw concentric circles like sound waves, visual waves of glory emanating from the center. And in the vision, I struck seven times and then an eighth, declaring it is done and the new has come. I then also did it in the natural in my room as a prophetic act. I declared it done, that it will manifest. I made other declarations and strikings as well as, as the Lord led for other promises that have been laying dormant. Now I'm going to tell you, very interestingly, and maybe not so uncommon, in the days since this vision and prophetic act, there have been multiple confirmations, multiple, at least half a dozen, from a variety of sources that knew absolutely nothing about it. So we need to contend for all that is laid up for us. It's time to strike the ground for the new sound to resound, bringing the rebound as old visions are restored and new vision is found. I was reminded of the biblical account where the king didn't shoot all the arrows. The Holy Spirit reminded me of that as I was meditating on this vision. And I had forgotten that that was actually an Elisha account. I hadn't gotten that far in my recent readings. So in 2 Kings chapter 13, Elisha told Joash, the king of Israel, to take arrows. Open the east window and strike the ground. Josh failed by not striking enough. He picked up the arrows, but he only shot three. Second Kings 13, 17 through 19. And he said, Elijah said, open the east window. And he opened it. Then Elisha said, shoot. And he shot. And he said, the arrow of the Lord's deliverance and the arrow of deliverance from Syria. For you must strike the Syrians at Aphek till you have destroyed them. Then he said, take the arrows. So he took them. And he said to the king of Israel, strike the ground. So he struck three times and stopped. And the man of God was angry with him and said, you should have struck five or six times. Then you would have struck Syria till you had destroyed it. But now you will only strike Syria three times. There's a lot to unpack here. First of all, personally, this so struck my heart because he said, open the east window. I was standing in the east-facing window when, when God took me into that vision. The east window represents the dawn of a new day. In addition, the word open, as in opening the window, in Hebrew means not only just open, but also means to plow, to break forth, to ungird, to let go free and unstop. And in this new day, we plow new ground. We break forth in new arenas. We ungird ourselves to go free. The bow symbolically represents the power of the Holy Spirit, the arrows, the words of the Lord, and the bowstring is you allowing your will to be bent to the direction of the Lord in obedience. It is time to contend for the kingdom of God in your life 
to align your will to his will, to be set free, unstop the wells within, break free from all hindrances, let his words be his arrows and strike with all that you have, no holding back, contend for your promises. It's time for victory. In this account, the word in Hebrew for Syria is Aram, which means highland or fortress. And in the Hebrew child lexicon, it means to swell up or exalt oneself. This clearly represents Satan, the king of pride, and his demonic cohorts. So he's telling him to strike Syria, to strike down with arrows or words that he gives, to shoot down every foul lie <coughs> from the pit of hell with an arrow of truth. The word Aphek, where he said, you will, <clears throat> you will strike the Syrians at Aphek till you have destroyed them. Aphek is enclosed place or stronghold. There are specific strongholds in your life and in others' lives where the enemy dwells. The center of the networks of demonic activity <coughs> excuse me, that will be subsequently taken out when we hit the stronghold through continued and advancing strikes with the Lord's words or arrows. We know that we already have the victory. Jesus has overcome and the enemies under his feet, but that it is not fully yet manifested here on the earth. We must press in through prayer to receive strategies from the Spirit of the Lord. <coughs> Excuse me. Take our places of authority in the heavenly realms where we're seated with Christ and decree or shoot his arrows, his words into the earth. The sun is rising on a new day. You know, that is true every day. Every day is a new day to bring his kingdom to the earth. And the Son of God is rising by his Spirit, residing in you. It's time to go forth in the authority of the Lord. Decree his word and see the mountains of resistance fall. Put the enemy to shame as you proclaim the name above all names. Strike the ground. Stake the claim. Declare, this is the King of Kings' domain. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Stirring of the Waters podcast. If you like what you heard today, visit ElaineHaines.com, that's A-L-A-N-E-H-A-Y-N-E-S.com, for books, blogs, and spiritual growth. You can follow me on Facebook and subscribe at cpnshows.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. See you next week for the next episode.